How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Life is a lie. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that good? <laughs> it nice. Re- it really is. Um, figured we'd kick off this episode with the resurrection of an old segment that we haven't run since last week. Oh. Oh, I was going to say canned bread. <laughs> canned bread, yeah. <laughs> Guinevere's canned bread, uh, which is a type of food which you could eat if you were eaten with soap. Eaten with soap. Don't have a formalized song for this yet, so it's Dave just riffing on the mic. Sorry. No, that's good. I like that. I'm going to copy that and put that, <laughs> put that at the start of every uh, segment. All right, so we're talking food. Mm-hmm. I have something I want to share near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Yesterday I went to Wegmans. They have these buffalo chicken patties, which I mean looked kind of decent, whatever. Right. Uh, but I just put a little bit of butter in the pan so it wouldn't stick. I cooked them up, broiled them nice, and uh, I ate both of them. And it was so juicy and tasty <laughs> and delicious. Oh, man. And I have no regrets until today. <laughs> um, I, I have a weaker insides of sorts. Right. And there were severe ramifications <laughs> for that much richness and flavor. Mm. But I would do it again. <laughs> uh, I was I was trying to make like a, a load-bearing gut joke or something like that. I just like the term load-bearing. Like <laughs> it's just it's great. But I can think of nothing there. Um, Have you been eating anything exciting or plans to cook anything exciting? No. Nah. Uh, Has your wife made anything <laughs> exciting? I had some. Uh, uh, some fish um, that was breaded. Just just fish. Some well, it was like um, some sort of white fish, cod perhaps. Could be cod. I'm I'm willing to bet you a good ten dollars right now. A cool ten. It's not that salmon. It was tilapia. It's probably tilapia. Yeah. Hmm. Your uh, wife's not buying cod to bread <laughs> that up. I don't know how fish work. <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> but uh, yeah, probably tilapia breaded. Uh, with some rice and uh, broccoli. Breaded with rice. Interesting. <laughs> right. It is a grain. <laughs> uh, see, I do know things. <laughs> but yeah, some rice and broccoli and like uh, lemon juice on the on the actual fish itself. Nice. And then I went back and grabbed like a ton more lemon juice and put it on the fish itself because I like lemon juice. You know, what am I going to say? How would you feel about like a lemon type sauce or dressing? instead of just the juice itself would you prefer that or do you like the sharp tartness of just the raw juice right sauce i could see probably a little bit more yeah maybe something like a little creamy um well do you like tartar sauce i do like tartar sauce specifically with the appropriate accompanying foods um fish exactly cod i assume (laughs) what about fries uh like a nice fish and chips they do all right um yeah, I mean, I would dip if I still had like tartar sauce left, and I didn't. Tartar have... sauce and ketchup, right? If it mixed was a... together, I don't know. You're losing me. So you like you like tartar sauce and fries? You are losing me, Dave? Jake, <laughs> <laughs> Jake. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could I could eat tartar sauce and fries. Do you like ketchup and fries? Yeah. But that's put, your, put your two hands together. <laughs> that's not how food works all the time, though. Not not always. This is how you get peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. 
I like pickles. <laughs> and that's where I have to leave it. You never tried peanut butter? <laughs> I've heard rumors about getting stuck to the roof of my mouth because my r- mouth would be swelling shut. So no. Yeah, don't do that. Maybe not for me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it next time. Next time I'm feeling ad- advantageous. All right. Let's quit talking <laughs> about food like gluttons. What game we got tonight, Jake? We have an advantageous game. Uh, trying to... Which is a side-scroller puzzle light action sequence co-op slash single-player. Back before games had a clear direction, <laughs> yeah. they went with Trine. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it has much more of an arcade feel, mm-hmm. where it's kind of old-school RPG where you have your mage, you have your beefy guy who only knows about strength, yeah, and then you have your sexy dexy. Right, which is the rogue yeah the the thief um but yeah it's it's more platformy puzzle with like some combat interspersed yeah to kind of like break it up i think is that why they did (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fairly simple as the design goes and it's not a bad game by any means but for me this is such a departure from what i'm used to for complex games where it's like this is what i am yeah i'm very high-end graphically or mechanically or just detailed in so many other ways Hmm. and this is like going way back yeah it definitely has that uh kind of classic platformer feel um in a lot of ways and it's not even it's not even super old um well actually kind of yeah nine years (laughs) now (laughs) but uh Nine years is not old enough, Jake. I know. Regardless of what they tell you. There's some there's there's good platformers that are like significantly older than nine years. Um But yeah, it's it, it has its own kind of slew of issues I think we can get into. But uh it really starts off with so we played multiplayer with um I don't know if we are paid by Steam or not, but the remote play is really nice. It's it's convenient in a way because Jake can already own the game. Mm-hmm. I don't have to buy the game, but I can just join in his session, use a different control scheme. It's like we can't both be on controller, both be on keyboard. Right. <laughs> but it's like we're doing local p- play, but remotely, which is convenient. Yeah. We've talked about it before, and it's honestly, it's really, really nice. Guess what we're doing for future episodes. <laughs> right. I mean, I did look back through my catalog and I was like, oh, you know, here's some games here that only had re- uh, local play. Um, but like, I'm not just think about all the savings. Think about all the money we've brought. I know (laughs) it's just ridiculous. Just thousands and thousands of dollars on platformers, but specifically for this podcast. But anyways, uh, (laughs) um, so yeah, we played through like that. And when we started up the game, it gave us some settings options. Like, um, you can choose whether you guys can mirror the same character. So maybe you could both be the thief at the same time. Um, but that's not default. The default is just one of each, right? Um, and you could choose whether the wizard's levitation, um, whether he could pick up boxes he himself is standing on, whether you could pick up boxes your ally is standing on, or whether you can't pick up anything that either of you is standing on. So a key thing to point out, uh, wizard is the most broken character. Because yeah. like Jake said, uh, he can levitate things. Mm-hmm. So essentially... I feel like our setting was, I think, the default where you can pick yeah. up things that your cohort is standing on. Yeah, we went all defaults. Can't have the same character. Yeah. Can't pick up. 
So like Jake could be a wizard. I could be the thief. And he would just draw a line to make a platform or draw a square to make a box. I would get on top of that and he would move me to where I needed to go. And then I'd wait patiently while Jake figured out how to get over. Yeah. We later realized (laughs) that as Jake was the host, if I was the wizard, I could move him over to where he needed to go. I could then desync from multiplayer, Mm. resync into multiplayer, and spawn where he was. Thus, the speed run was born. (laughs) Literally the drop in, drop out, like thing you're talking about earlier like to the extreme you cease playing the game rejoin the game yep like instantaneously <laughs> um this again reminds me back to i don't remember if we talked about in the episode but kirby superstar yeah where if you were second player you could just be like i'm gonna de-summon you just become like a star that mm-hmm. swirls behind kirby and then player one has to go do things right so it's convenient if you're about to die or something or if you're just a cheeky shit you could be like <laughs> Nah, you do this. <laughs> yeah. You could also do that in um, uh, the Sonic co-op with Tails. Really? Yeah. Tails would just follow behind you by default unless you overtook him uh, with the controls. And then then he could get like lost behind you or stuff like that. I think he could still get hit, but he'll just like fall out of the ceiling every time. <laughs> he, he flies down. I'm trying he to doesn't... imagine this because he said he's behind you unless you overtake him right that's the most awkward way i could describe it but if player two starts using controls then oh then they start operating this tail so as ai he always falls behind you exactly mm-hmm. unless he's so he behaves automatically unless he's manually controlled is that what you're saying yes okay yeah. uh-huh. that would be the more concise way to put it um so yeah we, we played with default settings and we did use that uh moving boxes with allies feature a lot to bypass a lot of the puzzles because we were just like you know going through progress and if we have a solution why should we spend time like figuring out the correct solution right and it seemed to be the final solution for what we needed yeah (laughs) no um I mean, it just works in a lot of cases sometimes the puzzles were a little bit more they were usually something we figured out pretty quickly anyways but maybe due to some physics jankiness it would have been harder to implement correctly um it's not very it's not at all snappy and how physics works sometimes jumps were really imprecise and you wouldn't like there's a um oh crap i keep putting myself in situations where i have to remember this word and i never remember it but um Duplicity. when you climb up when you climb up like a ledge it's not like ledging that's i think that's a different thing (laughs) but like uh it's not vaulting or gantrying you guys know what i'm talking about i mean if you are vaulting like a short fence it is kind of like waist height you're kind of pushing yourself up and over there's a word for it though and i can't remember what it is that's all right nobody cares uh anyways it's hard to grab ledges reliably in this and um especially combined with all of the physics on the boxes and your ally moving those boxes like you can drop people crush them beneath things like no no problem yeah it's it's fairly janky in how some of it behaves but part of that becomes a little bit fun yes actually um, <laughs> so there are some turret plants which kind of just shoot out like a couple projectiles i mean you've played plants versus zombies you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. um but these projectiles, when they're shot out, if you are the knight character, you have a shield which is directional. Yeah. So you can 
deflect the blasts at your teammate <laughs> right uh, which you did <laughs> so like they the projectiles do not despawn unless they hit a surface yeah so i would deflect them which didn't count as a surface and i'd shoot them towards jake accidentally mm-hmm. sometimes intentionally yeah i remember when i went past you i had like completed part of the puzzle or i had gotten past the obstacles yeah and you're just like lagging behind and i kind of like look to the side or whatever look back and like my character dies because <laughs> the reason you're lagging behind is because you're angling enemy projectiles at me it's it's an experience they do um respawn characters really fast though like uh there's these orbs as soon as you touch them you get all of your characters back yeah it's like little checkpoints i guess yeah so like we came across some bigger bosses which are big meaty health boys and basically if you get hit once you're dead yeah and the mage or wizard doesn't really have any type of combat to do at all mm-hmm. um the rogue has bow and arrow which is fine doesn't do a whole lot of damage and the knight which has a shield and a sword does some decent damage but again if you get hit once you're dead and the hammer also has the hammer also has the hammer which is more comically animated it's hilarious. Than um from the top ropes <laughs> from downtown you kind of really like hold the swing as you fall yeah and then you let go it's like reinhardt hammer but it just kind of goes dink yeah but yeah it's nice to get things back because when we had an obstacle like that boss with a lot of health we just kept respawning and be like all right we'll chip them down yeah some of the bosses are like actual puzzle fights where you just have to like break a platform or like a ceiling support or something and the boss is like crushed um other fights are just big guys uh, with a lot of health um you just have to avoid their instant kill attacks jump over them yeah they're they're, they're actually kind of good i i kind of enjoyed those fights it kind of it reminds me of older zelda type games where it's Mm -hmm. like hey we have this one mechanic yeah He's he's asleep with his mouth open. Throw stuff in his mouth. <laughs> Don't do this at home, kids. Um, <laughs> it seemed fairly linear and simple, which it's not always bad. Yeah. Like I really mm-hmm. did enjoy those types of things in Link's Awakening. Yeah, back to that simplistic RPG sense. Um, it just felt a little bit weird here for how things handle as a slightly fudgy platformer 2D. So I guess my question would be so given our playtime in the game would do you think the experience would have been improved or harmed had we gone back to those original settings and set it so like you can't uh levitate objects with allies because that's kind of the default if you're playing single player you can't do that for objects you yourself are on or you could like fly yourself to the end of the game right that's true like you have you if you had to solve the puzzles would the game be better or worse for it I don't know. A lot of things are just... You can't jump to it, so you need to find some other means. You'd have to build a means. Yeah. Or do very specific platforming. Possibly. But a lot of that is really fuzzy. So as soon as you have fuzzier platforming, and it's not guaranteed that my jump and movement, assuming I know what I'm doing, uh, is going to be guaranteed to get me where I need to go, Mm -hmm. it just becomes like a a trial and error thing till it's like okay the game now says i can do it yeah Mm -hmm. so having a means around that i felt was nice but because of that yeah it is (laughs) it becomes super broken yeah and usable yeah we basically had 
always on cheat code for getting past the puzzles, not as they were intended because we could just lift each other over. But I agree like the puzzles in the game for the most part, there's a couple cool things with like uh, portals and some interesting things you can do moving the portals around like the entrance and the exit to like create bubbles in a cauldron you'd have to jump on or like other interesting interactions. Like um, they're just these, red cauldrons where if there's fire under them if they're actively heated they'll continually spawn creatures that you'd have to like fight but if you can move the fire um from underneath it it stops spawning creatures i kind of like i like those interactions it adds a little bit of um uh not necessarily a time constraint but a little more stress i guess to solving it right but a lot of those things become if you have the wizard your problems are solved because the (laughs) wizard can just move shit yeah and it's definitely true like when a character dies they uh are just a skull you can't select them anymore but you're you can pick another character until you hit the next uh next checkpoint or go back and hit the previous checkpoint and there's a lot of those puzzles where you explicitly do need the wizard so if he dies and you're in single player or something you're like ah maybe yeah maybe i screwed myself over a bit but as far as mobility the rogue or thief does have a grappling hook yeah which only goes to solid wooden surfaces. So a lot of times Jake would spawn a box, I would <laughs> yeah. fall off the box, uh-huh. grapple under the box, and he would kind of move my possibly t post body <laughs> over to wherever it needed to be. There's some fun animations with it, with the swinging. Yeah, like sometimes it's like your full Tarzan or Spider-Man swing, but you just kind of stop. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like suspended horizontally, even though gravity would dictate that you be vertical right <laughs> she's kind of like flying in midair for a little bit. it was pretty ridiculous there was there was a lot of laughing at some of the animations and physics in the game um yeah it felt pretty derpy but that's that's how i know that we're having fun with it because mm-hmm. like someone will do something dumb or like team killy yeah or just you keep trying to make boxes with the wizard and dropping them on people's heads and <laughs> picking them up and it's just we're giggling a little bit yeah they do have like um as far as pickups in the world you can get health uh to like after killing enemies and you can get these um orbs that uh, give you um progress in the skill trees you can buy for each character and there's some cool stuff in there um we didn't get anywhere near maxing out everything but uh, there's not a whole lot to max out though i want to point out it's not like yeah it's not that in depth of a game it's not like rpg depth skill trees at all no but like one thing that we played around with was at least for the rogue she has fire arrows which i mean i guess deal more damage or are able to break certain types of terrain yeah mm-hmm. um and ice arrows which we use a lot more which if it's fully charged up uh can freeze enemies oh yeah which then the wizard can pick up and drop which was of great fun yeah the wizard can also just fucking pick up enemies yeah it is an upgrade though so at the start of the game you can't do a lot of these things like at the start of the game i don't believe that the thief even has fire arrows doesn't even have arrows yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but uh so i don't recall exactly everything that was an upgrade and what wasn't but she gains the ability to be invisible which is pretty useful in single player if you need to get away from enemies um relatively useful in multiplayer but less so um, the fire arrows don't explode at the very least by default, uh, which allows her to break things that usually the knight has to hit with his hammer. Like uh, crumbly walls or yeah. roots. Yeah, rocks, 
things, things you like normally that. break with a giant club, you know. That sound means it's time for intermission where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. No rules. <laughs> it's just it's just the world we live in, you know. These four walls. One intermission. No ceiling, no no floor. <laughs> We're falling right now. I'm actually, I'm stretched out wall to wall, which is impressive for how short I am. <laughs> and I am suspending myself by sheer strength alone <laughs> until my knees and elbows give out. Yeah, there's probably a more efficient way we could record this podcast. Please send your, <laughs> your donations to <laughs> Yeah, Bi- bias chairs. <laughs> could use a floor or yeah. a ceiling. Thank you. It's true. Uh, the other thing that could use a floor is one of the free games on Epic... Uh, offering this week uh feria where you build out land and then you move your units on it partial anything, cre- anything? partial credit anything? yeah <laughs> so i know we mentioned feria at some point in the past yeah I around think, card games yeah and we might have even had a dis- a standalone episode for it no no because I, fe- I feel like we both played it no yeah you're right we we, we did need it. a third person to fact check shit <laughs> right. that what, would be awesome what kind of content do we make here <laughs> I, I don't know you're right though it was part of the collection of um uh card games yeah but what's cool about it is the card game aspect a uh, cool design and whatnot mm-hmm. but also if you remember Oh dungeon dice monsters you can i don't <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, i'm not yeah, an yeah. enthusiastic um, no <laughs> So basically on your turn, uh, you can play cards for how much mana you have stored up. You get mana passively if you are built near a mana node. Mm-hmm. You get two mana nodes by building out land tiles and then placing units adjacent to them. Yeah. So essentially, you can always place your units on tiles that you have, assuming there's not an enemy occupying them. Mm-hmm. So certain strats like uh, yellow decks are fairly aggressive. They might try and build up two your face yeah and then just like drop units there so you always have to keep people back to defend or block but it's always really interesting to get into it because there's uh, i want to say like four or five different colors or play styles yeah you've got like yellow blue like yellow which is aggressive like you're mentioning yeah red which is like a lot of damage also kind of aggression green is your typical green yeah growth and, um, and big fatties and blue is control because blue is always control. is there blue yeah oh there is because it's like uh the flying water and or stuff aquatic yeah um and then a lot of like screw you buddy uh spells and things like that um the cool thing about fairy and the reason like i still recommend it and the reason we're talking about it longer than any other free game we've <laughs> talked about on this segment is um the like you're saying the art's amazing the uh, audio is super chill and awesome um and it also has basically the best value per money spent model out there there's like expansions you can buy um which unlock full sets of cards that you can then acquire Mm. but you don't buy individual packs you can't actually yeah Um, you have to complete quests or do things or maybe you get a resource to be able to then spend to craft a card exactly like i've i've played it enough to have unlocked everything for where i'm at mm-hmm. i might be missing expansion cards right but i got a lot of enjoyment i think i spent like 10 bucks if that yeah i'm just going back and like crafting different deck ideas me like jake jake sound back online i gotta uh, i think my most recent deck was dead feed the dead mm-hmm. where the whole core mechanic is there's this one card 
where it's a one one but it gets plus one plus one for each card that is each creature of yours that has died this turn yeah mm-hmm. so i'd make all these like cannon fodder things and jake's like all right and i drop this like 2020 he's like <laughs> all right that's bad <laughs> <laughs> so you can do lots of cool things with it and it is free on epic mm-hmm. for a couple of days yeah so should be through uh next thursday if you guys listen to this the week that it came out that's your reward otherwise you're getting stale data about free games that are no longer free um and then the other game's assassin's creed so <laughs> there you go i mean t- take what you will with ea i'm not a I'm not gonna hard sell that so much yeah. but hey if it's free and so that's your wheelhouse technically syndicate is the uh the brand the flavor of assassin's creed uh, that this one is but which number is that i have no idea i, I like assume 15 <laughs> there's been so many assassin's well, creed i think games. five was pirates yeah so wasn't four black flag or was that the that was the native american no one? black flag was pirates there yeah. was a native american one or like frontier yeah and then i think the most recent was egypt i don't yeah odyssey right hmm anyways it's one of those uh you can pick both of those games up for free i really recommend uh feria and i don't know about the other one but yeah i will hype for feria way longer than i should in a second Next short topic <laughs> uh mountain blade 2 uh banner lord is starting early access in march uh this is mountain blade has had several expansions but the original game came out literally a decade ago so pretty good spacing um I haven't really heard too much about Mountain Blade outside of AJ mentioning it. Yeah. Is it a Civil War type sim? It's like a medieval, um, like, individual... Blade. How, why did I say Civil War? <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It's just not the U.S. Civil War, right? Right. It's not like you'd be riding the horse with guns. Yeah. But... <sighs> it's kind of like a... It's a simulation for... Uh, combat mode which is like siege a castle defend a castle fight out on the field and they have these large macro fights like macro scale encounters um, and then a bunch of logistics for building your empire maintaining your empire building your army um, it's actually the scope of the first game was crazy expansive given that the development team was like a guy and his wife and that was it <laughs> but uh, I don't know I spent a lot of time in the first game with a bunch of mods um and it was really fun so i'll be keeping an eye on this to see how it does because could be good cool yeah (laughs) that's all i have to say about that that's that's fair we'll follow up if it's really good um when platinum's got an announcement coming out at some point this month platinum for those who are not not aware uh have been doing uh the near automata near gestalt Mm -hmm. near the other one yeah revengeance they also made um yeah but they basically make all of my favorite games <laughs> they have always done amazing things as far as uh, fluid combat is one of their huge standout traits on yeah. top of you know other great things like storyline and visuals but um whenever they make stuff i'm always really interested mm-hmm. so anything that they have coming up i'm definitely at least going to peek and watch a trailer for oh yeah because they make really good stuff they make good stuff like the germans um <laughs> you know they make good stuff <laughs> uh the other item i have here is uh, no man's sky is releasing their living ship update which is allows you to find an egg somewhere grow a ship they added a bunch of like anomalies in space um it's weird 
That seems like the worst update. It's it, like, sounds, hey, it sounds weird, right? Have you ever wanted to like build your ship? What if it was instead of Tamagotchi? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like they, they you can look at the trailer because they do make decent trailers, but um, the very biological kind of almost like a Zerg, right? Like they're, they're Zerg Leviathan. I do like the nice space. Zerg theme. Um, it's really interesting. The, the reason I put it here is just because the this is their fourth year that they've been releasing updates for no man's sky and for free since the initial release. And I think that, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, they've already made like a full circle and kind of redeemed themselves in my eyes. And although I still have my gripes with the game, it's something, if it came out right now at retail price, I'd be like probably justified. There's, there's a lot of content. Yeah. It just sucks that they're kind of like working, back from that point yeah. and we're in that deficit so i still hope that they are making some profit off of it for the people <laughs> right. who are like they have to be, I need right? to <laughs> be working on x y and z and uh last item is on steam uh someone tried to sell a game launcher launcher for a hundred dollars and it's still on steam <laughs> It's the uh, the Play Night launcher, which is freely available online. You can just get it yourself. It's MIT licensed. But this guy was like, since this license is so free, I'll sell it on Steam. And it is totally legally allowed for him to do that. Don't spend $100 on it. <laughs> yeah, also free this week. This this forever. <laughs> yeah. Don't. I do like the idea of a launcher launcher or just... A more comprehensive launcher than steam yeah for other games you might have like maybe you do dabble in some epic freebies mm-hmm. you have some stuff on steam maybe you have an emulator elsewhere if you can like package that together convenient for sure yeah yeah especially with so many launchers out there right now this started out as a joke corsair made a joke about it the corsair game launcher launcher um and it's reality so welcome to current year right traditionally <laughs> um and the wizard can only like make one box at a time and he can't pick anything up he's actually really limited until you get some of those upgrades but by the end of it you can make like four boxes or planks at a time um and pick up enemies and like levitate them and just put them down in front of like when you were on the thief right yeah jake was fucking playing mario maker by the end of it <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll build us a solution. I'll be like, I'm just going to hold right and see what happens. <laughs> it was pretty funny. There was a couple times where if there's only one character left, then the end. Um, I guess I wouldn't know what would happen if you allowed clones in multiplayer, but we didn't allow clones. So you couldn't be on the same character. It was essentially a single player game with the other person watching. It was an ethical choice we made. Yeah. No, no clones. <laughs> no clones. I don't want them to have to do my chores or for us to have sex or fight to the yeah. death. Begun the Clone Wars have um but uh like dave would get off screen a little bit or like messed up camera get hit with a projectile or something die then it would recenter on me and i'd go through and like have to actually solve the puzzle (laughs) until i got to the next checkpoint do my jumps and stuff sorry my deaths impeded you so (laughs) it's there's a huge difference between playing in multiplayer and in single player for a game like this but single player shows I feel like all of the faults of the game, whereas the absurdity carries it really far in multiplayer. Also, anytime you have some slight jank and something that supports multiplayer, like if we had a third person, everyone was like a specific role. Yeah. There'd be some dumb good times for sure. Yeah. 
But like going back to older days of more just combat side scrollers, I remember. I don't remember the name of the game, sadly. What I know of it? Probably not. It's like a really old. Either Nintendo or Sega game. Hmm. Rise from the Grave. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Golden Axe. Oh, okay. Or something in the style of Golden Axe, where it was a side scrolling platform. You had some upgrades, but that was more of a. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade beat yeah. up mm-hmm. versus something like Ghosts and Goblins, yeah. which is more of a platformer. They're like those pseudo 3D games where you just move left and where right and then move closer up and, and further down back. into the screen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Am I punching them? No, they're not in my direct line of sight. Hold <laughs> yeah. up. Are they kicking me? I guess I'm in their direct line of sight. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you prefer that or do you like the the puzzle combat aspect of this? To something. Well, I mean, so trying didn't age as well for me. Uh, I had fun due to the co-op aspect, but the gameplay I think was not super, it wasn't super inspired or engaging or there wasn't, there wasn't like aha moments to puzzles for the most part. It just felt like, oh, I'm making progress through the game till the next obstacle. Jake, ask me if I'm doing my best. (laughs) Are you doing your best, Dave? I'm trying. Oh. that's where i feel like the game sits honestly yeah. is uh it's more of an older style type thing it's not it doesn't excel at combat or puzzle mm-hmm. but it's more of like a fun arcade blend of both yeah but there's a lot of good games out there so it's like i don't know i find myself less inclined to give people leeway if your game doesn't have something that's inspired right but how old is this versus uh, Golden Axe or something like that, right? I mean, Golden Axe, I feel like, is probably better remembered right, than but that's, Trine would be. That's a, at when it came out, it was kind of bright, new, and shiny yeah. for where it was in that space. Whereas Trine, when it came out, they're like, hey, remember this thing? We're like, yeah, we stopped playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not terrible. I don't want to rag on it too much. The graphics are pretty, um, pretty. Um, and it's not like there's, there's way worse games out there, but there's way better games too in the space. Um, and I'm already like, you guys know, I'm not super hot on platformers, so they get no default points, <laughs> right? Like guys, I'll love with you. Jake is pretty super hot, <laughs> super hot. That's not a platformer at all. <laughs> it's a compliment. You asshole continue. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I did beat it the first time I played through. Um, this time kind of lost interest a bit. Um, I think that, I don't know. It's, it's kind of tough. I don't know if, if I was coming in to play one of these types of games in current year. So they released trying three at one point. Right. And that one was not received well at all. It was like 64 on Metacritic. It's pretty freaking That's bad. Pretty low. Yeah. Um, and then they, and people said it was like too short. The developer was like, it would take us another like $15 million to add content to this game or something. Bro, what? Yeah. I would do that for a lot less. <laughs> and I think I could do $10 it. $10 million. Uh, I mean, graphically, this isn't like Ori and the Blind Forest quality, but they both go for a very hyper fantasy saturated look. Well, yes. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to argue, though, that Trine seems a lot more cluttered yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like hey 
there's all the shit in the foreground and the background and another layer of background. Yeah. And yeah, it looks pretty, but it's not as cohesive as something like Ori, mm-hmm. where it's really distinguished what is the foreground, what is the background. And also, as a platformer, Ori's tight as fuck. Yes. Yeah. And tight platformers are always going to stick better because you're like, oh, I remember playing this game and my moves are really responsive and I liked how it played. Shovel Knight has really good reviews for the music, the style, and how it fucking handles. Yeah. Whereas this does not meet the exact same mark, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I agree on those points. It's it's the kind of game where it's like, once I was done, I think I did play one back in the day, and I played two. Once I was done with it, I was like, ah, if three's great, I'll play it. Otherwise, there's no real need to jump into yeah. it. It has a plot. It has like a book, chapter, narrator um, between levels, but nothing that really matters so much. You can kind of just go from encounter to encounter. And there's not, there's nothing to draw me into it or get me like really engaged in it. There's no progression. Yeah. And it's like making the encounters easier by leveling up your characters like I was looking at some of the things we could have had for the night because I had no upgrades on him. Mm-hmm. Could have had a frost shield that freezes people when they hit him, but you know, similar to the thief. Could have had a fire sword. I'm always a fan of those. And you could have got a charge, which I think actually would have been hilarious, just for the potential to charge into death. <laughs> oh, I was as soon as you said that, I'm like, I'm hitting spikes. I see it. I see it right now. But it's like those are examples of some of the upgrades. They don't. They just make the game a little bit easier, a little more. You don't have to switch between characters as much. Maybe you can clear gaps. But all of the faults of the game are still there, like, at its core. Um, Kind of, like, uninspired. Yeah. Like, moment-to-moment gameplay. The fights are something I kind of wish there was more of when people had to, like, watch each other's backs. And I was, like, frantically building, like, walls with you're the You're building, wizard. like, platforms. You're, like, stand behind this. <laughs> you'd block arrows or try and push enemies back. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was fun for, like, uh, David would be on the thief for the night and, like, hacking away at people or shooting arrows on the, the ground. I'd be, like, picking up enemies and then moving them in the way of archers' arrows and things just as <laughs> pin cushion. Like, that or was... Or just, like, stunning them up to me. Yeah. Like, I would line up these, like, frost arrow shots, <laughs> and then Jake would just put a guy in front of me, and I'm like, nice. Because one of the things with, with the archer, at least when I was playing on the controller, is there's technically 360 degrees of angling, Yeah. but it felt like I had eight. Yeah. It was really hard to get, like, in between, like, oh, I need to line up a shot at, like, 30 degrees. So normally I'd get in, like, one fixed position, and then move left or right to be like, here might be good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something where, like, I had probably more fun with that than the puzzles. And so I wish that that was more of a developed aspect to it. Like, a co-op kind of adventure physics-based fighter, I don't know, could be, like, an interesting game, but it just doesn't have it here. Yeah. That's, they, they come close on a lot of ways, but, it, like, there's a certain bucket of games that i think are fun for like hey we're gonna get the boys online <laughs> the boys yeah the boys <laughs> all of the boys <laughs> but just like getting some friends together maybe like having a drink or two big like, hey we're just gonna clear this game tonight right. like that's our friday night plans <laughs> and like it would be a good memory a good time but then you don't go back to it right it doesn't have a lot of replayability per se and intonation is very important there it's like 
like my intonation (laughs) get the boys online get the boys online (laughs) hey boys (laughs) um so yeah that's uh that's trying two two yeah in particular um i thought that the first one didn't have co-op but in research it apparently does yeah um not gonna really go back and play it maybe we'll find a like a better platformer or Something with combat that's more engaging than trying. So how many trines do they have currently? There's four trines out there. Wow. Yeah. It might be the, I think it's canonically the same trine object in each one, but uh, there's, there's four games. The last one came out in 2019, which was previous year. It did better than three. What's crazy to me is like when you have a formula from, or a formula game like that. Yeah why would you not change it up a little bit? Like in the same way, um, what's the game? What was Grim Dawn's predecessor? Um, Grim Dawn's predecessor? You're not talking about Diablo. You're talking about... The Grecian one. Oh, uh, right. I was literally just looking at this. Uh, Titan something? Titan Quest. Titan Quest, yeah. So like there, it's the same formula of game but it's different settings and you can play around with different things with it mm. at its core. Still the same fucking thing, slightly better graphics and whatnot, but it's at least changing the theme. Yeah. So maybe instead of a exact rogue, you have something else in a roguish or dexterity space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do other things with it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fair criticism. They really didn't change their formula much. It's always just kind of the three characters and it could just be a mark of like this developer hasn't had much success with other games that are outside of the Trine series. Yeah. They had, they tried to do a, um, I don't remember, I don't know the title of it, but it was a stealth game where time only moved when you did. So kind of like super hot, which is funny. But but like for the stealth genre, which I was like, Oh, you know, that's interesting. Like it, it, it's not an immediately bad idea, right? Like maybe you couldn't see it work. And it got like a 50 on Metacritic. It was it was really bad. I would just put a turbo button on my crouch and play it like a normal game. <laughs> right. <laughs> just teabag your way <laughs> through the game. <laughs> What's up in the distance? I don't know. A guy's vibrating in a control. <laughs> yeah. Probably just the wind. Um, so if it's a thing like paying the bills, you know, maybe it's not just Call of Duty that has the Call of Duty syndrome where change is dangerous, right? Um, gotta keep people employed yeah but it's <laughs> I always believe in changing the formula up a little bit mm-hmm. just because I like confusing my baby right yeah <laughs> what, what is this don't worry about it chocolate milk it's monster <laughs> it's bang energy <laughs> it's amp remember amp yeah oh man it's OG surge I think that'd kill a baby. <laughs> it's too much sugar. Yeah, don't give a baby soda. <laughs> as Pro- a rule. I guess good, good advice. Uh, which brings us to our life advice section. Uh, if you were to give advice for parents out there, Dave, what, uh, what, would, you, what would you give them? It gets better. That's good advice, yeah. That's kind of like this, uh, this two shall pass catch-all thing. Yeah, it, it really is a catch-all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just more of an outlook thing at that point. 
because a lot of things are temporary situations and they might suck, mm-hmm. but they're not permanent. It's true. And I'm not saying uh, having a kid is a permanent situation, but they might suck. They might suck. <laughs> <laughs> <It's not permanent. laughs> but usually uh, a lot of times uh, kids are planned and hopefully mm-hmm. that right. was a choice you made and wanted Yeah, and something you'll stick with and raise that kid. So they're not shitty. Right. I mean, I'm like, going to have to play point. them in Call of Duty eventually, <laughs> right. and I don't want them saying they fucked my mom. <laughs> that's a that's a right reserved exclusively for Dave to say an over voice chat to to other people's yes, mom? yeah, okay. uh, to their kids, yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. you saying it. Sorry, yeah. I, I guess there's ambiguity. That I said in voice chat, I fucked my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I don't want to convey that even as a joke. That's something I do. <laughs> oh my gosh that's actually great (laughs) there was a i was reading about um it was on on reddit or something someone got upset and was having the recipient of road rage and to help diffuse it they just got like really weird really quickly they're like oh yeah like you can't kill me i'm gonna kill you and eat your girlfriend or something like that but you say something super weird and super out there so the other person has to pause and they can't be angry because it doesn't make any sense and huh. it's it's an interesting like psychological strategy you basically use confusion to diffuse anger um and that's what i think of when i think of that line just like you can't f my mom <laughs> <laughs> only i could do that she's booked on the weekends realistically <laughs> uh, so, though when's the last time you used voice chat in a game uh, I use it in Overwatch, like, pretty much all the time. When's the last time? <laughs> I guess outside of... When have you played a game alone with other strangers <laughs> where you've used voice chat? Oh, uh, okay. Because I, was, I know, I was like, if you play with, like, a question. group of friends yeah. and you have, like, one pub on your team, you might use voice chat to include them on something. Mm-hmm. But when's the last time you were just completely out and about in the wild? Yeah. I thought you were going to say, when was the last time you were playing a game alone and you used voice chat? And I was like, hey, you Pikachu, maybe? <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Thunderbolt. <laughs> but um, probably Dota. Yeah. I think Dota would have been the last one um, before all my faith in humanity was shattered. But by Dota or, <laughs> yes. or unrelated? <laughs> by my own behavior in Dota, actually. Um, but yeah, with... with uh, actual randoms you know much more likely to go out there and socialize they could you know start talking about my mom (laughs) you know gotta gotta be defensive on that no i don't i don't know the internet's a weird place it is i might elaborate on that depending (laughs) on how much time we have left i don't know i think we're basically we're basically at time do you guys want to listen to us anymore all right vote well, now on your phones <laughs> yeah <laughs> america's next top model or whatever it is i don't know I- idol there you go that's that's one people voted on with their phones i think i don't know how tv you works. don't know pop culture no, neither I, do i no. but i just i just feel that it's wrong yeah it could be right though well nobody responded so i'm just gonna end it as always uh if you guys have feedback for these episodes and the podcast in general or you feel really offended by our um, coverage of trying, uh, you can send that in to our Gmail at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, 
Or you could join the discussion, which is guaranteed to be full of triny thoughts on Facebook at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.